Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome in to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. My name is Joel Silverberg. Appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. Whether you are doing so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, you can subscribe, listen, follow, like, However you get your podcast, you can do so on those platforms. Make sure to spread the word and let people know about the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. That helps the team tremendously spreading the word about this program and letting more and more hockey fans, SPHL fans, Ice Bears fans, letting them know that this podcast is here. Now, it's Friday, and so I know this is a little bit later in the week for this week's episode, but we wanted to wait until Friday because the Ice Bears protected list has been announced. And speaking of list, we have another list to get into as we released a video of the top five plays of the season. So had some fun this week with the offseason pretty much officially underway for the Southern Professional Hockey League. But the protected list is the big news story. And so we'll break that down during this episode of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast as well. Again, it's brought to you by Field Pass Hockey fieldpasshockey.com and the Field Pass Hockey mobile app, which is available for free on the App Store or on Google Play. There has been chaos in minor league hockey so far. The ECHL playoffs have been crazy. The AHL playoffs had a crazy double overtime game the other night with the Charlotte Checkers coming out on top. Shout out to former SPHL broadcaster TJ Shalott, who was on the call for the Checkers for that game-winning goal. But Minor league hockey still having a lot of fun. If you want to keep up with the action just because the SPHL season's over, maybe you're waiting for your favorite NHL team to get back in action on the playoffs. Maybe you're a Predators fan like me and your team is out of the postseason. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy all the hockey action across the board. Field Pass Hockey will help you with the AHL playoffs, the ECHL playoffs. They've got live game broadcasts, blogs, photo galleries, so much more available for you. All the information you need on minor league hockey from the SPHL to the ECHL to the AHL is there for you at Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com and the Field Pass Hockey mobile app. Let's get right into it. The Ice Bears announced their 2022 protected list and 13 players in all are selected so you're looking at seven forwards five defensemen and then one goalie and this is typically the protocol for uh, every team in the league now some teams will do six six and one but usually you're permitted 13 total uh, players one of which is usually a goalie so that's kind of the format that we're seeing here in the SPHL. So for Knoxville, we'll start with the forwards. Uh, Dino Balsamo, Andrew Ballant, Carter Colthorpe, Brady Florence, Stephen Leonard, Jared Nash, Rasmus, Waxen Engback. Uh, so those are the six forwards, or the seven forwards, excuse me, that the Ice Bears have elected to protect. And, and what this means is these are the players whose rights are maintained by the franchise in the SPHL moving into next season. So in a season where there was to be an expansion team, like with Vermilion County this past season, these players could not be selected in the expansion draft. 
Uh, these players could not just go and sign with a, another franchise during the offseason because they are protected and Knoxville holds on to their rights. And any player that is not on this list is still eligible to return to Knoxville as well. So keep in mind, you have a roster of 20 guys going into the playoff roster last year, 21 with Wax and Engback being injured and was not listed on the roster. So you have those 21 guys that were all a part of the team going into the postseason. The other eight are are eligible to come back, and really the other nine, because Alex Palmerville was actually not on the playoff roster either, and we'll get to that in just a second. So those are the seven forwards. The defensemen, Palmerville, in addition to Charlie Granith, Chris Jones, Kyler Matthews, Tanner Salisbury, Christian Stead is the goalie that has been protected by Knoxville. So uh, again, while Palmerville spent the majority of the second half of the season in the ECHL with the Tulsa Oilers, he also appeared in five playoff games during Tulsa's first-round playoff series in the ECHL playoffs. Uh, Palmerville's rights were still maintained by Knoxville should he have been let go by Tulsa. And a a bunch of these players will have opportunities at ECHL camps to start next season. Uh, Andrew Ballant, for example, actually had a tryout with Kalamazoo at the beginning of last season before he was released from his tryout and then ended up back in Knoxville. Of course, Ballant himself spent some time with the Indy Fuel, Dino Balsamo with the Atlanta Gladiators, Carter Colthorpe, was called up for a while. Christian Stead uh, was called up twice to South Carolina. Chris Jones played a game in the ECHL before coming to Knoxville. Uh, you had uh, Stephen Leonard that spent a significant amount of, t- amount of time in Norfolk. Brady Florence spent the first three months of the year on call-up. So eight of these 13 players played at least one game in the ECHL this past season. So a lot of high-quality talent. A lot of guys that are going to be highly sought after, and and that's part of the strategy as well. It's like, okay, well, why wasn't this guy protected as opposed to this guy? Well, it, it's because there might be a relationship in place where if a player's not protected, he's still planning on coming back to Knoxville if they're in the SPHL regardless, whereas you have a, a lot of players here that spent a significant amount of time in the ECHL or had great seasons. Like Christian Stead, you know, he, he didn't spend a huge amount of time in the ECHL, but he was called up twice and and spent a few weeks in the league, but he also had a great season in the SPHL. He was the all-rookie selection for the all-SPHL team and was the leading rookie goaltender in the league this past season. So he's obviously going to be a highly sought-after goalie during the offseason, and so you want to make sure that you hang on to that player's rights and, you know, as, as other teams would want to entertain that player to join their franchise and and players go from team to team over the course of their careers in the SPHL. There's a ton of roster turnover in this league and it's very, very common. And there's a really good chance that at least one of these 13 protected players never plays a game in an ice bears uniform next season. That was the case last year. Now granted last season with the protected list, you had a bunch of players that had spent pretty much their entire career in the ECHL. Then when half the league gets shut down because of COVID, players funnel back down to the SPHL and then with those teams opening up again, those players end up making their way back to the ECHL. Kenton Helgeson, who is the defenseman of the year for Knoxville, obviously he was protected by the Ice Bears. Knoxville never saw him this past season. Andrew McLean was back for maybe a week. He played four games for Knoxville and spent the rest of the season with the Orlando Solar Bears. So, that's just a couple of examples of guys that can be protected, but will spend a significant amount of time. I would imagine that, you know, guys that already spend a significant amount of time, Belant, Colthorpe, Florent, 
Palmerville. They're, they're going to get ECHL tryouts next year. Rasmus Waxenengback, obviously, he broke his hand towards the end of the season, but he had a phenomenal year for Knoxville. He's probably going to get some invites uh, for ECHL camps this upcoming year. Steven Leonard for Norfolk uh, spent a couple of months up in the ECHL, and I would imagine that he would probably entertain some offers. Dino Balsamo only spent about a week in Atlanta, but he's had two really good years in the SPHL, I would expect him to be in contact with some East Coast teams as well. So you, you see these teams that uh, you know are going to want to reach out to these players. Some of these guys that came in kind of late in the process. Tanner Salisbury joined Knoxville uh, pretty late in the year. Uh, played less than twenty games for the Ice Bears this season. You know, does he is somebody like that who didn't get a chance in the ECHL last year? Does he now get an opportunity to look at some of these teams? over the offseason and does an East Coast team reach out to him and say, hey, we'd like to invite you out uh, for a for a offseason camp and to see what we can work with with you here. So uh, again, the, that is your protected list for the 2022 offseason. So again, the forwards, Dino Balsamo, Andrew Ballant, Carter Colthorpe, Brady Florence, Stephen Leonard, Jared Nash, Rasmus Waxenengback, the defenseman, Charlie Granith, Chris Jones, Kyler Matthews, Alex Palmerville, Tanner Salisbury, and goaltender Christian Stead. Those are the 13 players that the Ice Bears have elected to protect going into the 2022-23 season. Uh, free agent showcase dates will be announced later on in the offseason. Preseason training camp will follow that free agent showcase, and then, of course, the regular season will begin in October. Also, we had our top five plays of the 2021-22 season, and this was kind of tough because we we saw some pretty neat plays, and we, we saw some plays from some guys that ended up not finishing the season with the team. We tried to take all of that into account and going back and keeping track of these, and we undoubtedly probably missed something in putting this list together, but we narrowed it down to five, and if you haven't seen the video, you can do so on Facebook or Instagram, at Knoxville Ice Bears, on Twitter, at Ice Bears, but Always have a lot of fun doing lists like this together. Uh, so at number five, we have Stefan Brucato's tap back deep goal against Huntsville back in November. Kind of made his way on a breakout, was all alone, got the puck off a one-handed tap back with his uh, backhand side, got it back across to his forehand side and made a really nice play to get the puck through the left circle around a defenseman and then slip the puck past Hunter Vorva, not an easy play to execute, period, let alone get the shot off and then score, but to also do so against the SPHL's goaltender of the year. That was a wild game, too. That game on November 10th, it was the first time that Knoxville went to Huntsville this year. Uh, Ice Bears ended up losing that game in a shootout, but it was a crazy game with a bunch of wild goals. Uh, Ended up being a 6-5 shootout win for the Havoc, but that was a goal that got things started pretty early for Knoxville in what ended up being Knoxville's First really big offensive explosion in the season. There were more positives than negatives that came away from that game, and it it led to Knoxville going on a pretty massive streak after that loss. But that goal by Stefan Bricado was uh, pretty impressive, and it, it looked pretty nice on camera, and it was fun to call, and a really, really nice move and score by the Knoxville captain. Uh, number four, we've got the diving save made by Christian Stead against Pensacola the shot that came back was uh, hit by a body that came back across his left side and Stead was of course trying to challenge the shooter from the high slot so he was out in front of the crease puck came back for uh, I believe it was Dylan Carabia who had a pretty open backhand look on the back door of the 
goal mouth and instead dove backwards, got it with the left hand on his glove side and managed to keep the puck out of the net. And Pensacola down at the hangar, they have that aerial camera that they're able to do. And, and they were kind enough. Not every team does this, but they were kind enough to show some impressive highlights for their opponents. And it was a nice move by Stead and a great save and just a great effort to keep that puck out of the net. Number three was the back-to-back-to-back saves by Jimmy Parita in November against Birmingham. It was a pretty crowded crease, and Parita was fighting through traffic as a shot came in from his right, managed to get the left pad on it to kick it away to the opposite side. There was an immediate follow-up attempt. Stead really didn't have the room to be able to, or excuse me, Parita didn't really have the room to be able to push to his left to get in front of the puck, so he flails his body across to the opposite post, Puck hits him in the back, and then he manages to get up, and as Russell Jordan comes up to clean up the following rebound, uh, Parita's in position to be able to make the save. So the back-to-back-to-back saves uh, that help preserve a pretty close game. Uh, Knoxville is up 1-0 at the time in the third period. They ended up winning that game 2-0 on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles night, preserved a second consecutive shutout for uh, Parita, and got him... SPHL player of the week honors after he shut out Birmingham twice in a span of three days. Uh, so a really big week for Parita and what a highlight to have that, those three saves back to back to back. Number two, uh, Stepan Timofeyev's one-timer from the left circle to beat Evansville in overtime on the last game of the regular season. Uh, the play itself was I- impressive. You know, it was a good pass by Dino Balsamo after Jason Price's stick broke from the blue line. He was trying to actually shoot the puck and his stick just shattered in half and ended up bouncing off a Evansville skate, came to Balsamo in the right circle. He sent it across to the left side and Timo Fea buried the one-timer pass Chris Jansen to give the Ice Bears the win. The reason that that plays number two is because it was the SPHL record-setting game-winning goal for Knoxville's 42nd win of the season. And so if Knoxville loses that game, they're still the number one seed. There there was no standings bearing on that game. Knoxville is locked in as the one seed. Evansville is locked in as the seven. But if Knoxville loses that game, then they share that all-time wins record with Huntsville because the Havoc had 41 wins this past season. So the Ice Bears set an SPHL record, 42 wins in 56 games. That's a 75% win rate. That has only been done three times in the history of the NHL. So no team had won more than 40 games in the SPHL before this season. Two teams did it this year. Four teams total have reached the 40-win mark. It happened three times this season with Fayetteville also winning 40 games. But just a a wild sequence of how that all played out and how the how the Ice Bears were able to kind of rebound from that four game skid at the beginning of February to then break the SPHL's all time wins record. And and look, anybody on that team would have traded five of the regular season wins if it could have meant five more postseason wins. But still a great accomplishment for the Ice Bears to win the William B. Coffee Trophy as the regular season champions, the only franchise in the history of the SPHL to accomplish that feat. Five times the number one play of the year. I I really don't think I have to say it because I think if you're listening to this podcast, you already know what it is. It's the Michigan goal from back in February against Roanoke. Timo Fayev was just given way too much time after the puck was fed back for him. Roanoke didn't close in on him. Austin Rodebush couldn't really do anything about it, but he gave Timo Fayev the top shelf and Timo Fayev buried it. Not the first time in his career that he's done it. He pulled it off when he was with the when he was in the FPHL. And pulls it off again here 
And Dino Balsamo, he and Timo had kind of been having a little competition to see who could execute that first in a game. And Dino came close multiple times. He had one where I thought he had it, and the puck came off his stick at the last second. So they had a little wager going on as to who was going to get it first. And, uh, you know, like a good teammate, Balsamo was the first one to Timo to celebrate that Michigan goal. He was so excited to see it. Uh, Jason Price said he had never seen it live and he happened to be on the ice and kind of joked that uh, that that move was made after his time so he doesn't really know how to do it. I, I think Pricey could pull off the trick shot if he really wanted to. The defenseman of the year, I'm sure he's got a couple of tricks up his sleeve, but Stepan Timofeyev with the Michigan goal was our number one play of the year. And, and how could it not be? Just what a, a crazy season full of really great memories. This was a really fun group of guys to be on the bus with and, and to go to the road games with and just be around the team in the locker room and during meetings and stuff like that. And of course, the front office staff has always been great, but this was a very fun season and hoping for more fantastic memories with this group of guys, especially with the protected list being announced and more great plays to be had with some of the players that are coming back for next season. And as is customary in the SPHL, but especially since Jeff Carr has been Knoxville's head coach, there have been some really promising rookies. There's been a handful of all rookie selections since Carr has been here over the last five seasons. So, you know, you may not see this entire team together next season. You're going to see some very talented players coming out of college that are going to make a big impact for the Ice Bears starting in October. You can feel pretty confident about that. Uh, Jeff Carr's done an excellent job recruiting over his time here in Knoxville. Thank you so much for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Again, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star rating or review if you're getting your podcast on Apple Podcasts. That helps the podcast grow. And again, be sure to support Field Pass Hockey. Go to fieldpasshockey.com. They are your one-stop for all minor league hockey coverage, whether it's the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL. We got playoff hockey across those last two leagues. A lot of fun to be had. Field Pass Hockey can help you stay up to date with everything that's happening. FieldPassHockey.com or the Field Pass Hockey mobile app available on the App Store and Google Play for absolutely free. Again, thank you for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I'm Joel Silverberg. We'll catch you next time right here on the KIB podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.